Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, this is Woodstock Proud, spotlighting the individuals, businesses, and organizations that make Woodstock one of the premier destinations in Metro Atlanta to live, work, and play. Now, here's your host. Hello and welcome back once again to Woodstock Proud here on Business Radio X. I'm your host, Jim Bulger. And once again, we appreciate so much you spending a few minutes with us while we get better acquainted with some of the people who are making a daily difference here in the Woodstock community. So let me start off by asking you a question. Have you ever watched a movie or a TV show and you've seen a building in the background that looked familiar or you saw a park that you visited or maybe a street that you think you may have driven down and you said, hey, I know where that is. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today because my guest is Molly Mercer, who for the past four years has been the film project manager within the Cherokee Office of Economic Development based here in Woodstock. Molly is the point person. She is the go-to person for filmmakers and crews, and she's the one who invites them to use locations here in Cherokee County. Molly, thank you so much for joining us here on Woodstock Proud. Well, thanks for having me. You know, it seems like in the last five to ten years, more and more movies, TV shows, documentaries, commercials, and other productions have found locations within Georgia and specifically within Cherokee County that suit their needs. And a lot of times we're a stand-in for other locations that could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. So let's start out just to kind of set the stage. Let's start out by talking some of about some of the better known uh, productions that you've worked with here in Cherokee County. Uh, Well, I I cut my teeth uh, working with Ozark. Uh, Netflix's hit series, um, a little spooky if you ask me, but um, but their team is amazing to work with. Um, they're filming season four here right now, wow. um, and around Georgia. Um, several, I mean, gosh, there are so many. Um, <laughs> to, looking back, there are um, we we've had some uh, teams come from. Uh, superhero franchises that we've worked with, uh, two specifically, and we, we've loved working with them. They've been great challenges. Well, it, wasn't one of our airports used in the uh, Air America? Was that the uh, American Made? With American Tom Made with Tom Cruise. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, the Cherokee County Airport up in Ball Ground uh, stood in as speaking of standing in as uh, other locations. Uh, that was such a find for that film team because they were able to dress that hangar to look like multiple countries and different, different, the terminal as well, so that it looked like different places that Tom Cruise, his character, was then able to fly in and out of. So it saved them tons of time and money being able to stay in the same spot. Well, and Hidden Figures did some shooting here, right? Yes, Hidden, Hidden Figures in downtown Canton uh, in the former grammar school that beautiful scene there very poignant scene as octavia spencer walks out with her children yep great scene beautiful. great mm-hmm. scene and again it's one of those things where i'm sure you watch movies a little bit differently than the rest of us do because you're always <laughs> looking at the backgrounds yes i do and 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 even on projects that i've not worked on i i notice oh that's that same 
hotel they used in Psych that I watched the other day or some other, you know, something that was shot in Canada, not anywhere near Georgia, but uh, I frequently find common locations used now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about how that process works. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a screenwriter writes a script, and I'm sure when they're writing the script, they envision certain surroundings for the scenes they're writing. Where does it kind of go from there, and where do you get involved? Mm. So uh, when a production, uh, when when a script is picked up, when it's greenlit, um, the team then, uh, they, they cast their main players, uh, th- their main production team, their director and their producers and their locations folks are some of the first hired on the job. They come in, read the script, and then the scouts begin scouring the area <laughs> looking for places that look like what the script calls for. And that's all they do. These scouts, they just go out and look at locations. That is primarily what they do. Yes. Um, while there, they're also checking to see, uh, you know, are we able to find what, what the script calls for? Does this look anything like it? And how many options can we deliver back? Because the production team is going to be looking for, you know, 10, a dozen, at least options to consider. Okay. So we're in competition mm-hmm. a little bit with other locations, around the state, around the country. Tons, yes. Oftentimes, in fact, even last Monday, I was uh, showing a a producer and screenwriter director around downtown Canton who were trying to decide if Georgia was going to be where they positioned their project. So a lot of times we're even pitching our state as as the location, you know, that, that we have feasible options for them. So even if they don't come, even if they don't land in our uh courthouse or whatever they were scouting, you know, whatever they're looking at, just our hospitality, our ability to uh, answer their questions and provide creativity and providing options even if, if we're like, we don't have what, you, what you've asked for, but here are some things that are kind of close. Could any of these work? Those scouts know and those production teams know right away that we're in it with them and we're going to try to help them solve those problems creatively. So you're focused on Cherokee County. I mean, do other counties have counterparts to you that you work with and kind of share information? Or if we're not right for somebody, there may be another county close by that might be. Yes. Um, Well, to back up, um, one, the state, uh, in response to the overwhelming really the landslide of projects that began coming to Georgia soon after the tax incentive was passed now, almost 13 years ago. Um, The state film office quickly realized, Hey, this worked and we need some help (laughs) fielding these calls uh, because before that they were developing photos down at Wolf camera and kept a file of all the (laughs) locations they knew of in Georgia. I mean, that was a very different, um, some of that had gone digital, of course, by then, but still imagine then trying to, you know, represent the entire state, which they still do. But they, alongside the Georgia Production Partnership, developed something called the Camera Ready Liaison Program. And in each county, there is a Camera Ready Liaison. I'm that person in Cherokee um, working through the Office of Economic Development. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the process. And so these location scouts go out and they're looking at multiple locations. Mm-hmm. Where does it go from there? They collect their locations. They go back to their team, their production team, show it to their designers, um, and they kind of try to narrow down, okay, what are the options that look most like what we need, that really that really 
help tell the story the best because everything in that frame tells the story or takes away from it. Which option tells it best? And then they look at, okay, so here are our top three picks. Which one is the easiest to work with? Who's going to respond to us quickly? Who, uh, you know, which of them has a base camp nearby where we can park all of our equipment vehicles, um, accommodate, you know, the crew, the crew parking is another <laughs> parking lot you generally need as well. So and sometimes they're in the same place, sometimes not, depending on where you, you know, what amenities you can support them with, you may be a player or not. Um, we're further outside of the most, let me back up and say, productions try to find places to film as close to their production office as possible because, of course, time is money gasoline and you know the distance you're asking your team to travel is adds up very very quickly especially if your team is 185 strong you know i mean that's a lot of people a lot of personal vehicles a lot of crew vehicles and all the things so um the closer in that they can film the better but cherry they have a 30 mile radius from their uh established office and generally those are within a studio or if not, they establish from the state capitol. They measure that distance from the state capitol. In that 30-mile radius, uh, part of Cherokee makes it in, right. usually to most of those bubbles, if you will. Um, and Woodstock definitely does, <laughs> being at the southern end of the county. So um, we benefit greatly. But, you know, sometimes the thing that they're looking for is just outside of that bubble. And they're going to try to find the thing that's the closest outside of that. And so because of that, a, a lot of our county benefits from their interaction. So then they make their selection mm-hmm. and hopefully we get greenlit. Yep. And they say, okay, you're the one. Mm-hmm. Now the work starts, right? <laughs> oh, no. It started. Lo- <laughs> it starts when we, you know, that first call we get from a scout because sure. to be a player, you also have to respond very quickly. So we, you know, uh, we know that if we, we know the sooner we answer their, their, their inquiry, um, even if it's a, Hey, I know we don't have that in our County, (laughs) what you're (laughs) looking for. We do not have, um, you know, that type of factory here or something, but here are some other options that, that maybe could, could these work? And at least they know we responded, you know, that we've, that we're quick to respond. So when you, when you get those initial requests, how specific are they? Are they normally very, very specific, or are they kind of vague and they're still kind of figuring it out? Mm, sometimes they uh, say, we don't know quite how this is going to live. We're just looking for, for options that have this. You know, they may say, we need a factory or, um, uh, you know, a large a large. <laughs> I'll give you an example specifically. One time we were asked for specifically a float barn, like for a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade type float, you know. Okay. And so um, to what that entailed was basically a, a really large, um, really large warehouse that had a rolling bay door that was quite large as well that could go right out onto a street or um, into at least a good parking lot that they could fake as a street or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we had exactly what they were looking for. We had that exactly. But I also knew of another location that had something similar to that, um, but that just looked really cool also and had some um, great texture to it and was old and there were layers uh, of 
of walls and infra, you know, like um, wiring and things that were just hanging down from the ceiling. And it just looked, um, it, it had such interesting like age and patina to to it, if you will. I mean, it, it was just such a cool space with different levels and layers. And um, so I pitched that as well. I'm like, look, you're you're really close close by. Come just take a look at this as well. And the scout came and took photos. He said, this is a super cool building. I love this. They're never going to pick it because this we found what they're looking for. He called back the next day and they said, we'd really like to bring a director scout out tomorrow, which is like the director, the producers and the top designers and, you know, the, the top of each team basically to come out and just see that both spaces and to see if that could work. And they liked that space so much that they rewrote the script slightly to fit that space instead of using wow. the one that they were like, no, no, this one answered it. The first one you showed us is it, but we like this better. So that's a really that's that's a really fun part of the process when oh, you yeah. can creatively suggest something just as another idea. Well, and I think I saw it might have even been on your website that sometimes they've even taken lighting fixtures from one location and used them in a different location. That's right. right. In Hidden Figures, they did that. Hidden yeah. Figures, yeah. Mm-hmm. The city of Canton was um, so gracious to work with them and and. Uh, help them <laughs> when their designers came and were scouting that building. They were like, Oh, this, these are the, these are the fixtures we've been looking for and can't find them. Can we borrow them? And so I think they worked out an arrangement to, to use them for that, for that film. Well, and the requests have to be so varied. I mean, I know, I think it was a couple of years ago we were talking and you said, I got to find a cliff I can drive a car off of. <laughs> Not you personally, but right. for, for a film crew. Right, right, right. <laughs> D- did you find your cliff? Uh, well, there are some. There, <laughs> so, yes and no. Um, when you're looking for a cliff, which is a frequently requested uh, uh, location, um, when you're looking for a cliff, there are several questions. You, you have to say, are you one, are you driving a real car off of this, or do you just need it to look like it could happen and are you doing this all in post-production um or are you driving a car and then what happens does the car get pulled out i mean are you going to need heavy how are you going to get it out like what how how real is this situation going to be and is there going to be a stunt driver for real or what you know so um and then just the practice the most practical point of all is is it accessible for a car to even drive down to to then launch from so um a lot of the cliffs or places that look like cliffs in our county that we're aware of. Now, listeners, if you know of a cliff, please give us a shout um, <laughs> that that a car can access. But the ones that we know most about, a car cannot drive straight down to, you right. know, and, and also with good reason, I might add. <laughs> we don't want people launching off of off of cliffs. But um, those are, yeah, cliffs, police stations, um, uh visitation rooms in like a police precinct or, you know, the bullpen where the detectives meet, uh, hospitals, ERs, morgues, of course, morgues always, um, any place really where you can imagine high drama taking place, bank also, um, which banks are, you know, of course they don't want to allow filming in there for, and understandably so. So if you can find a, a used to be a bank, uh, building, then, then, then that's a, a great find as well. Those are really frequently asked for. So you get the okay. They pick a side here. What happens next for you? Where does it go from there? 
So we work with our cities uh, and our county, depending on where they've selected, um, to provide the proper permitting. You know, we look at what are they asking to do? Are they launching a car? Are they blowing up a car? Are they really blowing? You know, like uh, if there's anything involving pyrotechnics or even loud noises um, after hours or even huge lights that they're mounting, you know, like stadium power lights, basically, mm-hmm. um, to to create daytime when it's really um, nighttime <laughs> for a shoot, anything like that. We we look at what they're asking to do and get and go through the process for permitting because each city and the county all have different um, requirements and they are exceptional to work with. We just have the best county in the world. Well, and there's so, it seems like there's so many moving pieces to this that, okay, we might see a scene in a movie where a car is driving down a road. Mm -hmm. Sounds simple, Mm -hmm. but that road has to be closed. There normally has to be some police escorts or presence around it Mm -hmm. that you never see on screen. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's interesting and, and, there's so much behind-the-scenes work that you do because we've all seen pictures of the the film set with the cameraman and the director and the actors. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other people involved there. I mean, you mentioned <laughs> earlier when you're looking at a location, you have to find a pretty big field or space for them to set up a base camp. Yes. And if we don't have that, even though we might have the right location, we might lose out to somebody else in another location in some other part of the country. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about those other things that surround it. Um, police, public safety. Mm. What other groups do you have to get involved? Uh, uh, any any emergency personnel, potentially, if they're like, for example, if there was fire or an explosion that they were simulating, um, if they're simulating or if they're going to be using guns that fire rounds, even if they're um not really firing bullets, but, if, you know, if there's any firepower or if it projects fire or um, or a spark of any kind, um, then we have ballistics people that we pull in or we have um, local um, firearms professionals that we pull in. There's a, a woman here who lives in our county who is um, a snake wrangler. So, like, she, um, I mean, she... We'll have to get her on here. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> she uh, held the contract. I don't know if she still does, but she did for uh, The Walking Dead. So, think about, uh, if, you're, if you're a Walking Dead fan, how much of that takes place outside, walking through swampy creeks and, you know, um, pine trees. And there's lots of snakes out there. And she would go and scout all that out. And we've hired her here for, um, or we've recommended her to teams who have hired her here as well. So she's awesome. <laughs> but then, the, you know, the potential for um, finding a way to use your skill, your business, your um, uh, hobby or interest even, <laughs> um, if, if you're really skilled at what you do and reliable and willing to spend really long days on set, sometimes in the sun and heat and even handling snakes, well, then if, if you have that in you, then you can really be helpful to the film industry. There's really a place for everyone there. So when, and you mentioned earlier, I mean, some of these crews can get pretty large. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned 180 some people. 185 for a, a shoot that we had earlier this year in Canton. Mm-hmm. So when when these production companies come in to do a shoot here in Cherokee County, 
are they also utilizing some local talents and local businesses as far as construction, landscaping, drivers, whatever, or are they bringing all that with them? Well, that depends. Um, On larger productions, typically, uh, if it is um, a studio-based production, those those crew members and team members are are also members of a union, and so they are hired on before they even know that they're going to be in Cherokee County. You know, before they before locations are selected, sometimes they've already been hired and, sure. and locked into, including like caterers. Um, however, film teams also, uh, no matter the size, are encouraged, and as part of the tax incentive, are. Um, Strongly encouraged, possibly mandated there um, um, to spend money in communities to some of their spend has to be local. And so they are looking for ways to um, to to spend their personal dollars and also their production dollars within the community. So when we have 185 person crew here for a couple of weeks filming Yes, they're eating catering that is provided for them, but they're also kind of sick of that catering because they've had it for the last three months, you know. And so they're oftentimes wandering off set when they have their quick lunch break or, or they'll, you know, they'll <laughs> grub hub something into um, to reel down the street and have them deliver it or whatever. So, I mean, they're um, and they're eating ice cream and they're buying smoothies and coffees all day long to recharge. But the. The other part is that before that 185-person crew arrives to film, there were 30 people on set for six-plus weeks creating that set, building that set. And even though those weren't all local people, those folks were were spending money in our restaurants. They were walking to our restaurants in downtown Canton in that particular production I'm speaking of and, and spending money daily, you know on a 12-hour shift from breakfast to dinner, so snacks and everything in between, filling their tanks with gas, um, you know. Hotel rooms. Absolutely. Oh, the hotel bill for at that production was, you know, it was it was up there. <laughs> <laughs> 185 people for, you know, in, uh, for for two weeks and then even, and then some because they had to come back and film a little bit more, so. Well, and you, and you bring up an interesting point. I mean, when, when you get the okay, when we've been selected, mm-hmm. What's and I re, and I realize there's all kinds of productions. There's the large scale movies. There's the smaller independent films that you work with as well. It may be a commercial. It may be a TV episode. But how far in advance of shooting are you normally involved with them? Are you normally working with them? Well, that depends too. Sometimes we know um, a, a day or two. Sometimes an hour or two. Sometimes it's several months. I mean, it depends on where they are in their process. Um, Independent productions often are scouting further out because they know that they don't have the financial, um, uh, quite the same financial backing that like uh, a studio production would have. Um, And everyone has a budget, but the folks who are shooting independent features or independent projects are scouting further out looking for how to to stretch that dollar as far as they can and looking for communities that can really support their needs. Um, and Cherokee has been home to, I mean, for all the, for all the studio based projects we've had, we've had, we're so open and welcoming. We've had innumerable, uh, indie projects 
local filmmakers who who shoot their heart projects and their you know their baby here as well um and that that builds the community of filmmakers so when they know that they have you know not just backdrops here but they have a home that that is going to support them and provide those services and and give them um encouragement along the way so well and they're trying to be as efficient as they can mm-hmm. cost efficient and time efficient so mm-hmm. You know, as important as the the look of a location is, I'm sure just how they're treated here mm-hmm. has something to do with locations they choose too, right? Totally, yes. Mm-hmm. So how how do you build a special relationship with them? I mean, what kinds of things do we offer them that maybe other cities around the country don't? Well, the quick turnaround is a big thing, but. Uh, those those are things that they would look for everywhere, but what they've grown to expect from us, and this is based on my predecessors in this role, and then, you know, including Heath Dippins, who's our VP, and Misty Martin, who is our president at the Cherokee Office of Economic Development, who, you know, before there were more team members in our group, they were handling everything. They were wearing all the hats, and they've handled film requests for many, many years before I came along, and others too. But such a high priority has been placed on relationships, building and keeping relationships, serving those relationships, strengthening those, continuing to provide great service to people, continuing to um, nurture those along the way, calling and saying, how can I help you? You know, and what else are you looking for while you're here? I know you're looking for this. What else can I help you with? Um, and then in those, in the, deve- you know, um, in the keeping of those well-developed relationships, one thing we do is um, make sure that we ensure that they can trust us. And one of the greatest ways we demonstrate that is when we can keep our mouth shut about what's being filmed in the community. Um, because it um, it saves them time and money, of course, because they're not having to redirect people because too many fans showed up to a place, you know. Um, there's a story uh, about a, a group that was in our, our community filming about three years ago um, for a Stephen King uh, sequel to The Shining. It was called uh, Dr. Sleep. And they were filming in our community, but right before they came here, they were elsewhere along the coastline. And a newspaper got wind that they were going to be there, and they announced in the paper, hey, this is where <laughs> Dr. Sleep will be filming tomorrow on this beach at this time. And, you know, so... Um, of course they were crowd mobbed. Of course that became a problem for them. You know, they lost time and money on it. But in addition, there was a stalker who was, um, causing problems, of course, for a, uh, a cast member. Well, that, and that doesn't just affect that cast member. It affects the entire team. Everyone is on edge. Everyone is on guard. And if you don't feel protected, if you don't feel comfortable, then you may can go through motions, but you're not being... Your ability to be creative is shot. You know, you don't you don't have that same comfort level. So when we can guard those details, it doesn't just help them get their work done. It helps them get their work done really well, you yeah. know, and that is that's a big difference. And when they know that our our um, that confidentiality is a huge priority for us, then they um, they more frequently call on us. So. Well, and I know that. You know, you have this um, shroud of secrecy around what you do because of that confidentiality. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times that I'll talk to Molly 
and say, so what are we working on now? And she'll say, well, let me tell you what I can tell you, (laughs) which normally isn't too much. But like you said, it makes sense for security reasons, for privacy, for crowd Mm -hmm. control, and really just for intellectual property within the film community that they don't want to you know, let other filmmakers know what they're doing or what they're shooting or kind of where they're going with their script. Are there a lot of script rewrites that happen mid-production where you have to uh, scramble to change locations? Oh, sure. I mean, that happens a lot. And we, we've we been even locked into locations and something will happen like an actor um, gets selected for another project and so they have to leave the team sooner. And so all of a sudden they're rewriting so that they can write that actor out sooner or they're uh, or they switch dates and they're like, nope, that thing we were going to shoot two weeks from now, we need to do it tomorrow. Can we do that possibly? Can you talk with the school district and the county and the, you know, all the different players and, and could the sheriff's deputies that have to be on site, could they also be there, you know, and we need eight of them. And um, so coordination, yes, that happens frequently. And can you make sure it doesn't rain or can you make sure it does rain? <laughs> Sometimes we get calls. Uh, this is a, uh, Vanessa Ormsby, who held my position before I. Uh, when Ozark in their first season, there was ice on, you know, around the Blue Cat Lodge and they needed to film that day. You know, we had gotten some sleet overnight and um, in the parking lot was a sheet of ice. And so. They, she was able, I'm not even sure who she called, but she called um, in some help and they were able to thaw out the parking lot so they could continue filming. So, um, so sometimes, yes, we do get calls that, you know, are, that are weather related. (laughs) So, well, I'm going to assume that, you know, the back roads of this county and the hidden architectural gems in our county, (laughs) probably better than anybody. Um, Mm. Because, I mean, in, in your database, Give me an estimate. How many different locations are currently in your database, would you say? Um, close to 200. But the database, I mean, is not anywhere not anywhere near. Um, there are close to 200 on the public database. I'll put okay. it that way, on the Real Scout Georgia um, database. However, we have many other homeowners who, you know, and property owners who we know who prefer not to list for whatever reason and ask us if, you know, hey, listen, here's what my home looks like. Here's what my property is. Could you come take a look and just see? And if you ever get a call for something like this, keep me in mind. And so we do that as well. Let's talk about that. So if someone has a a home or they have Mm -hmm. a unique property or maybe just a not so unique property, Mm -hmm. but they're open to having film crews use their location, Mm -hmm. How do they connect with that? How do they how do they let that be known? They can certainly call us anytime. But the the best thing to do is check our website. Um, we have a link to Georgia Real Scout there. Um, it's that will the link on our website actually. If you, it asks, would you like to list your home or property for filming, and it will take you right to the Georgia State Film Office, uh, their website, which gives excellent instructions on how to upload your own photos of your your property. You have to be the property owner to list there. Um, but your it could be your business or home or a 20 acres of woodlands. I mean, we have a, quite a variety of locations listed there. Um, you know, even our cities are listed there. So you can kind of get a look at what ball ground looks like or downtown Woodstock, of course, and Canton and Waleska Holly Springs. They each have very different looks, which is part of the great appeal of our community that you can 
get so many different looks right in our vicinity. Um, but the locations, um, to list your home as a location, it doesn't take very much time and it takes no money. And then you just wait and see. <laughs> it's just a waiting game after that. Well, and as you were talking, you know, I'm kind of thinking, and I've I've lived in Cherokee County for over 30 years, and I think about locations and I say, okay, what topography do we have here? What kind of diversity of locations do we have here? And I mean, really, when you look at our county, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. We may not have a desert or a seashore, but we have forests, we have mountains, we have rural areas, we have cities. I mean, mm-hmm. what what do you see filmmakers most often come to us looking for in Cherokee County? Mm. Or uh, is there is there any one thing they look for? Well, other than the always hospitals and police and crime-related high-drama locations, <laughs> um, which everybody looks for, uh, no, the things that they tend to remember us for, like if they've been here and know uh, us, we have five very distinctive areas of our county, the the cities, but then our unincorporated Cherokee with rolling pastures and hills and go up to Waleska out to Salicoa Valley and you can see mountains in the distance. And I mean, it looks like it could be in the, I mean, it, it, there are, there are so many places and different looks that it has. If you go through ball ground, it can look like this quaint town. It can look like a coal mining town. It can look um, be just kind of the way the hills roll and the and the ebb and flow of the roads. It's, you know, people see it as different things when they come to Scout. Downtown Canton, um, we had that chance to host Dolly Parton Heartstrings. That was another huge production mm-hmm. in our community. And they positioned almost their entire production was shot uh, for one of the episodes called uh, If I Had Wings was shot in Freehome. So it was out in the country, mostly at a residence for about eight weeks. They were uh, took over this home uh, where this family, sweet family, lives out there and changed some things to it. Did did all the filming out there while they were here? They were they were scouting for the other episodes, you know, in that anthology, um, and and never ended up landing on anywhere else in Cherokee for them. They were shooting closer in, but they shot if I had wings in October. The last week of November, we get a call and and the voice on the line is like, hey, this is Justin from Dolly Parton. And uh, our plans fell through for um, it was uh, I don't know if it was Decatur or someplace closer into the city, wherever they were going to shoot. It fell through and it was just going to be too hard. It was a bungle. And they said, do you think we could get into Canton? And they remembered this particular street that they thought could work. And that's where they ended up filming a week later. So. You know, in a week's time, the city of Canton came around them. We came around them, the police department, all the emergency services that they needed to provide for that shoot and took care of it. So that's the kind of that's the kind of word that gets out and they go, yep, we can come back here. Well, and that's the way you treat them. I mean, the way you can be responsive, the way you can be relational with them, you know, you have to be top of mind for them in the future when they're looking at things and you know, we talked about independent films a little bit before. I mean, sometimes those independent filmmakers eventually end up working in studios, in larger mm-hmm. studios, too. And hopefully they remember us, too, right? Mm, exactly. Oh, totally. And and that has happened. I mean, they'll 
they'll be working on a, a smaller project of their own. And then they, once they're, you know, after each production, that team, as I say, they kind of scatter to the wind and they all land on new productions. And you hope that, that the story they're telling is, hey, you should check out Cherokee County. They're, they're great to work with and they have a lot of different looks. And, you know, we want those words to be coming out of their mouths. So, Well, we all know that last year with COVID, um, a lot of, Film releases were delayed. A lot of film shootings were delayed. Mm -hmm. We saw some films that went directly to streaming services instead of to theaters. Mm -hmm. How did the whole COVID situation and restrictions in 2020 affect filming here in Cherokee County? Well, for two and a half or three months, it was pretty radio silent. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it was really quiet because if the studios and the unions uh, were like, no, we can't ensure this. We're not going to move forward until we get that together. There's nothing going on. And then we began to hear from independent filmmakers kind of when the shelter in place was slightly lifted, the indie filmmakers and local production teams were, you know, began scouting for those projects and began asking and, and, and that ramped up very quickly. So while we were very quiet for three months, once people began filming, they filmed a lot and they, they, you know, they were not like just thinking about it. They were like, we're done thinking about it. We've thought about it for three months. Let's film. So that, that was, we ended up having a great year last year with higher numbers than we've had uh, filming, you know, a higher number of filming projects that we've had in many years comparatively. So, well, it sounds like we have bounced back big (laughs) and uh, I mean, just to give people a, a sense of scope, we're sitting here now in July. Mm. How many inquiries, how many requests would you estimate you've gotten already this year? Uh, I checked yesterday. It was 115. 115 so. location inquiries mm-hmm. just in six months. Just inquiries, yes. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yep. Yep. That's amazing. Well, as I mentioned earlier, your department is part of the Cherokee Office of Economic Development. We've mm-hmm. talked about some of the economic impact yeah. these crews coming into town have on local businesses, restaurants, hotels, and just the general economy. Um, but I want to talk a little bit. I, I was amazed looking at your website. I think it listed that we have just under 12,000 residents in our area who are involved currently in the film and media industry. And I know that you and your team at the Office of Economic Development are not only attracting businesses into the community, but really supporting business growth within the county. Mm -hmm. And let's talk a little bit about the other aspects. I mean, we've talked about the film locations and the film shoots, but there's some other aspects of your job that deal with Local filmmakers and future filmmakers, right? Correct. Yes, that's kind of the three prongs. I say is the you know our, our visiting film teams that we've been talking about, uh, um, and then the second being our local filmmakers who live here, those film professionals who they're not all directors and camera ops, and they're not all act you know. But we have everything from the talent who you're going to see on the camera to um, to people who work a daily job as an extra. They, they're in extras casting, you know, all the time, uh, to 
we have incredible like directors of photography who live here. We have people who are creating um, live uh, or uh, new streaming platforms mm-hmm. for media. We have people who are uh, who do um, digital production and who are camera ops and who are directors and uh, screenwriters, brilliant screenwriters here in our community and just and grip electric. You name it, we have them here. People capable of doing and voiceover that. and vo- and voiceover. Yes, <laughs> I failed to mention. <laughs> no, I, I mean it's it's amazing. I mean, when you mm-hmm. think twelve thousand people in our area mm-hmm. that are involved in that industry, I mean that's amazing. It and is. thank God, the Office of Economic Development is promoting that and trying to make those connections between those people. Mm-hmm. and some of the visiting filmmakers and others mm-hmm. that are coming into. And let's talk a little bit about future filmmakers mm-hmm. because I know, well, as an example, right now you have a local intern working yes, in your office. I do, yes. Um, Abigail Smithwick, shout out to Abigail. She is a, man, she is amazing. She's a student at the University of Georgia, double majoring in theater and uh, media in film studies, and uh, she has a minor in English, so she's a real slouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no, she's she is amazing, and um, has been working with us to develop some tools for uh, to, to measure the economic impact of film in our community, and she's just knocking it out of the park. Um, along with helping us to develop databases for con- better connecting our local filmmakers and. Um, some even a screenwriting competition hopefully coming up for our student filmmakers. And that's the third prong really I was uh, that we were getting at is the students in our high school. I work directly with the, the six educators at our um, the film and audiovisual technology and film educators uh, who teach that film pathway at each of our area high schools, as well as um, some private school teachers around the community as well. Um, and work to try to connect their students to this industry. We try to provide um, opportunities for them, like the Cherokee Film Summit. We have a student version of that in the morning. Um, while we have the evening one to connect our local filmmakers to the industry, we have a morning one to do the same thing for students, to connect them to the industry and to uh, post-secondary uh, film programs around uh, our county and region um, to make sure that they know about those opportunities and can get the proper training to go into these high demand jobs, these essential jobs in this industry, in this booming Georgia film industry. But those students are, um, they're really special to work with. And it's super exciting to see them connect as well. Well, I mean, the work you're doing within the community and to bring people into the community is just amazing. And uh, I'm sure we don't thank you enough for that. Oh, no. But if people want to know, and, and, and again, this is just one part of the incredible work that the Cherokee Office of Economic Development mm-hmm. is doing. <laughs> and if, if you want to know more about the work that's taking place, and you mentioned before the, the website, mm-hmm. what is that website address? CherokeeGA.org. Okay. And on there, there is a filming in Cherokee section. Yes. But you also, not too long ago, released an app. That people can also look at. Speaking of film, <laughs> yes, speaking of film in Cherokee. So yes, um, one of the gems uh, or silver linings of the pandemic is that we looked around and said, how can we connect our community um, and and excite them about film or something and give people some 
give people something to do in our community that gets them out of, out of their home in a safe, socially distanced environment. Um, and also maybe while they're out, they could stop in and grab takeout to carry back home because, I mean, tourism, you know, people were not really taking vacations last year right. uh, uh, for, for many months. And so this gave people an option. They could go out for an hour or two and then go right back home to the comfort of their own um, bedroom and restroom and all the things, you know, um, that was a, a true practicality. So we created a filmed in Georgia, uh, filmed in Cherokee app. Um, and the app takes view, uh, takes viewers or tourists on a guide around our community. You can choose your own path on the app and visit all of your favorite filmed in Cherokee sites. We started with uh, about 17 of our very uh, f- most frequently asked about projects. We have many more coming. Um, of course, we don't put anything on there that's not yet been released. So we're waiting for some of those big projects to also to come out. Some were delayed during COVID, but it's it's an exciting opportunity for um, not only locals now to tour around our community and um, um, what Greg Torrey, uh, who worked for the State Office of Economic Development and who has a long history in filming in our, our state as well, said, you know, he calls this pride in place, you know, like um, having these these locations in our community gives us even something something else that you can you know that, that we're proud about that we're excited about that we're eager to share with people um, but film tourism the the goal is to bring people in from outside of our county to come and tour around to shop in our shops to fill up in our gas stations to eat and dine and all the things and um, spend money in our community stay in our hotels make a weekend of it and enjoy some film locations along the way. Snap a selfie while you're there. So, well, we know you're, you know, shrouded by this cloud of secrecy <laughs> and confidentiality, <laughs> and what you can talk about and what you can't talk about. But before we wrap up, any little scoop you can give us about something that is happening or has happened here that you can talk about? Well. <laughs> We have, I will say we have a lot of film activity right now. We have several things on the horizon, um, even like maybe as even early as tomorrow. Um, we have lots of things filming. Um, we have, I, I, I know that probably what you're fishing for is what I refer to as the M word, <laughs> the, the superhero franchise um, Marvel, uh, and we have had two different Marvel teams shoot in our community over the last year, and that has been really exciting. I know that we, those will be um, fun things to include on the app in months to come. So, so the Marvel Universe has come to Cherokee County. We just can't yes. say where or when or how, and no. that's okay. Yeah, I, I cannot <laughs> say where or when or how, no, and I, I preserve those relationships. Absolutely, yeah. no, and we yeah. want you to do that. Yeah. But... Another reason to have the app mm-hmm. and to keep Absolutely. in touch is that when that information is allowable to be released, mm-hmm. you're going to show it on the app. Absolutely. And not only does the app take you on a tour around those locations, it also has um, a button f- uh, that provides behind the scenes info about what, you know, how that location was selected, why Cherokee uh, was selected, um, and some just fun tidbits. Uh, about different things that maybe took place or, or fun, you know, historical tidbits about those buildings or locations. 
But the other thing the app has is a section called how to get involved. And and we we want um, for our community to know there's a place for everybody in this industry, um, whether that is literally um, getting, you know, some background work or being on set somehow, or if it's listing your home or property for filming. Um, it gives tips on how to do all of those things and connects you back to our website if you need additional assistance. Um, or uh, And certainly we hope that anyone would reach out to our office if they have any questions anytime. Well, before we ramp up, let me just ask a, a general question here. Mm-hmm. As residents, as neighbors, as fellow residents of Cherokee County, how can we help you? I mean, when there's filmmaking taking place in our community, how can we help you in your work? Mm. Uh, being hospitable and welcoming film teams in never gets old. They look for they look for that genuine hospitality. When we were um, trying, you know, when we were touring that same team I mentioned earlier around uh, Cherokee last week, um, who was trying to decide on Georgia or not. Um, they were from California and one was from California and one was from Italy, Rome, Italy. So when we were able to show them that genuine um, hospitality, it, it, it never goes stale with them. They're always eager to, to be greeted with that um, for us to always try hard uh, to provide backup, to show them other options or opportunities in the community. Um, and then of course, by doing what I mentioned earlier, hopping on that website uh, to connect to the film industry yourself and seeing how you can not only benefit from it, but how you can benefit it and providing backup, you know, to and, and providing your skills, your labor, your business as a as a resource to the industry itself. So, well, we will definitely find ways to do that and to help you do that. Molly, thank you so much for taking time and what I know is a very busy schedule to spend some time with us today and thank you for everything you've done and everything you continue to do to bring visibility and reputation and business to our community. If somebody wants to learn more, the best way to contact you is? Uh, My email at mmercer at org is the best way to reach me. Just drop me a line. Well, thank you again. And we want to thank you for listening to Woodstock Proud. Until next time, this is Jim Bulger saying take good care of yourself, stay safe, and we will talk with you again real soon.